to the Beer Conspiracy Show. It's a comedy podcast where three best buds sit around and talk about the supernatural, conspiracy theories, true crimes, and more. Pretty much anything weird. Now, we tend to pull no punches, so a mature listening audience is advised. But if you like to have a good time, then crack open a cold one. Pull up a chair and hang out with the boys of the Beer Conspiracy Show. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Just not feeling it. Come on. show we're your hosts i'm aaron dirty d i'm sean we hope you guys enjoyed monstoberfest but halloween sadly is over but we're gonna still be getting spooky a little bit we're gonna talk about our serial killers tonight but before we get into it we're gonna kick it over to the dirty d for his dirty news Okay, 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 okay. Welcome to this segment of Dirty D's Dirty News. So we got a short story today. Um, landscaping crew mows around dead body, assuming it was a Halloween prop. Ooh. The dead body of North Carolina man was ignored for several days because it was mistaken as a Halloween decoration. There was skin on it? I mean, I would assume. The only they just way- thought it was a dead body laying on the ground like a fake one and just mowed Did around it. smell it. like shit? Well, yeah. like smell like a dead body and you shit. Think? Smell like shit probably too. Yeah. God. Maybe they had must, masks on to keep the grass out their face. Must and have they been well, if they're cutting it. grass, probably smelled cut grass. Yeah, cut grass oh, and dead yeah. rotting flesh. Must have been meth cut things. grass and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier this month, police found the body of 34-year-old Robert Owens lying face down in the grass near a home in China Grove, North Carolina. <laughs> But it turned out that a lawn care worker had encountered the body days earlier and mowed around it, assuming it was a Halloween prop. Cause of death is not yet known. Pending an autopsy, police suspect no foul play. There wasn't any plants in the and just left a at the, at the back pile end. of grass around him, or like a tulip. <laughs> Weeded <at> him. <laughs> <laughs> but that grass looked good though. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought it was a bush. Your yard looks awesome. They cut his hair. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's fucked up. Oh, that's, yeah. it. that's it. That's a <laughs> short one. <laughs> and that concludes the segment of Dirty Knees, Dirty News. Okay, 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 okay. That's embarrassing. All right, guys. If you're cutting grass these days, beware of dead bodies. Poke it with a stick and see. That's a new one. I think you, people are usually like, watch out for my azaleas over there. Don't yeah. cut those. Not like. Watch out for George. <laughs> I left him out there. Hopefully yeah. he grows something. The police will get him eventually. All right. Let's go ahead and get into the main topic tonight. We are back to regular stuff. S- serial killers. <laughs> John Thompson Wade. They always have three names for some reason. <laughs> not this one. No. Probably because he's Mexican. He we're not. He's got like we're not four usually, or five names. Yeah. Don't they normally have more names? Yeah. Why don't y'all he's have a lot of names? I think it's like a oh, tradi- tradition to go by the mother's name, but. We don't do that. I anymore. thought they do. Yeah. They combine the gay. Yeah. fathers and the mothers. Mothers and then fathers. Oh, you could probably do that. Just go by that. I've already been going by this. <laughs> yeah, got to change. It's too stuff. late to change. But we're doing a heavy hitter tonight. Richard Ramirez, one of the best of the best, best at what he does. I've never heard about him. It the tough. name sounds familiar, mm. but uh, you're going to hear the shit out of him tonight. So on my search for the 1972 hit movie, The Night Stalker. Oh, just to let y'all know, Sean, help me out. I wrote with the this first one. <laughs> so it's a Spangoolie movie. I found a person bestowed with the nickname the Night Stalker. I watched an interview with an obviously guilty man, but he brought up some fair points on our society as a whole, and I thought he was a pretty well thought out person. But upon listening to ten seconds of his upbringing, I knew this was going to be bad. Wait, is this your, your perspective saying this? Or no, the, this is shot. Okay. Oh, he's reading my... Uh, I didn't reading. know if we were like quoting something from the movie. Mm-hmm. That was me typing. <laughs> gotcha. So this man is so evil and vicious. One of the worst serial killers I've ever heard about. Probably top three worst human beings ever. Since Boost Tober's over, we wanted to swing things back in a completely opposite direction. From murder sub- to murder. From hauntings to making the hauntings so we're going to talk about richard ramirez the night stalker he's he's one of the most famous serial killers ever the name sounds familiar yeah for sure well i know a lot of ramirez well i know a lot of you don't know any ramirez i know ramirez but he's the complete opposite he's shorter short hair nice nice guy yeah he's a real nice guy (laughs) turns out he's actually asian uh his eyes are more slanted than mine Hey, Ramirez, if you're listening, what's up? So Richard Ramirez was born February 29th, 1960 in El Paso, Texas, with his birth name, Ricardo Leva Munoz Ramirez. His parents were Julian Tapia Ramirez and Mercedes Munoz Ramirez. His father, born in Mexico, and his mother, born in Colorado, met when they were 14 years old. How did they meet? Uh, he was, in U.S. or Mexico? I assume he was farming and oh, okay. she was going to Colorado High School. To buy farmed goods. Right. Yes. Yeah. So Mercedes's family moved to Juarez, Mexico, and Julian followed her. And they got married when they were 19. It was a, what is it? Collard green situation. Is that, is that what they was, call it? What is that country song about selling shit on the side of the road and the Food hot tea. lady comes up? Oh, there's a song about sweet collard tea. greens. 
sweet. Yeah, that's the one he's talking about. Mom's, yes. Oh, mom. That's called collard greens or something. Thank, I don't know. Thank God for bad direction. Yeah, that's not the name of the song. That's not the name of the song, but so. that's a. No, it's called good. Oh, your. So while Julian lived in Mexico, Mercedes lived with all five kids in El Paso, Texas, so they could be American citizens. That sounds like a nightmare, doesn't it? It does. Fuck. <laughs> Julian ended up moving to America and working on the railroad while the wife worked at the at a boot factory. Mercedes was pregnant with little Richie at the time of her boot occupation. While Mercedes was working at the boot factory, the toxic chemicals may have had an adverse effect on the baby as her body was trying to reject the unborn child affecting Ramirez in a negative way. Those that knew Ramirez said he was a good kid, well behaved, he slept well, but then at the age of two, a dresser happened. What? Oh no! By the time he was born, his siblings were old enough to be in school, so he was left with a babysitter. So one day, he wanted to listen to the radio, and the babysitter told him to fuck off because she was watching TV. The radio was on top of a dresser, and he took it upon himself to go turn it on. He pulled out the drawers, one by one, climbing them until he reached the top. And his weight caused the dresser to fall over and hit his head and rendered him unconscious for 15 minutes. You gotta anchor that shit. So the wound ended up needing 30 stitches. God damn. And we all know that serial killers need 30 stitches. <laughs> share this trait of getting hit in the head before they get active and start making an infamous name for themselves. Now his dad, staying away for days at a time while he worked on the railroads, noticed how when he was away from his family, things would get worse. The kids started to get hard to handle, but when he was home, he would get angry because of this, that they were hard to handle. So the more, when he was home, the more he'd get angry, so the more he wanted to stay away and go work more. It's a vicious cycle of wanting to be there, but also wanting to get oh, away I from I feel him. that. <laughs> <laughs> so his father was prone to instances of rage, and this, I heard this story that his father once was changing a fuel filter, fucked it up somehow. And he started hitting himself in the head. <laughs> then he goes inside, starts bashing his head against the wall. What a dummy. Yeah, a how little. Do you, how do you mess up a fuel? It just. Do you know how to change a fuel filter? They just replace it with a new Maybe one. Maybe he. Um... Not oil filter, fuel filter. Oh, no. Okay. I don't. <laughs> That's probably why. Fuel filters are a bitch. Huh. So, yeah, little Richie saw this and that just added to fear of his father. So his father became angrier as Richie's older brother, Reuben, was caught stealing. He got arrested. His father ended up beating him bloody with a garden hose. And this would be the first time that Richie saw his father hit the kids. That's hard to imagine. Do you fold up you gotta, the hose? Yeah, you got to do a good job to beat somebody up with a That's fucking what I'm garden thinking hose. Too. Do you do it with, you a, do it the, with end the end of it? Jeez. That would hurt. I would what do you mean? We saw, I saw our cousins get hit with a hose. Beat just bloody? Hit. Hit not bloody, no, but hit I don't, with a hose. Yeah, but I, you beat somebody bloody with a limp hose. That is not I very hard. don't remember seeing anybody hit with a hose. So was it with the end? No, you just crank it up and hit them I'd, like a belt. It doesn't seem mm -hmm. like it would hurt. Later we can do a demonstration and sure hit you it would with hurt. A hose but I, I, rem I, I don't know what I did, but I remember my dad was like, "Go get a switch." I was like. What? I thought that was all the movies. And then he's <laughs> and like, no. you go and find I the go, tiniest one. Yes, I did. He's most. like, we doing this? He's like, go get me a real switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, are we really? <laughs> so he was closest to his sister, Ruth. And uh, when Richie was five years old, he and his brother, Robert, were going to find Ruth at the playground. 
When they found her on the swings, Richie got really excited. He couldn't contain his excitement. He runs over to her before she could stop the swing, but Kicked it him ends in up, the head again. No, the swing hit him in the head. I'm assuming wood swing, maybe? I was, mean, it's the 60s. Yeah, I don't know what it would be made of. I don't know. I mean, they discovered plastic. I mean, they yeah. had rubber. Maybe. Like I'm just assuming oh, because rubber, he got a con- metal. He got yeah. another concussion out of being hit in the fucking head with metal. a swing. My Maybe. daughter is so stupid around swings. So I have to like push her to I don't know not if get a kick. Ever made swing. swings out of metal. <laughs> you know, I've never seen metal swings. I just assume wood. With the chain? No, with the actual I don't know. I'm assuming know. the actual I bet the, the ones you're thinking about <clears throat> they had those in the sixties. Alright. So we know once you get a concussion, it's way easier to get a concussed afterwards Troy Aikman mm-hmm. <laughs> in first grade as Richie took a math test he turned around for a second the teacher yelled at him <laughs> <laughs> well the yell must have triggered some sort of PTSD thing from his father yelling all the time and he was scared of him and it sent some kind of shock to his system so he ended up falling out of his chair onto the floor his eyes rolled in the back of his head he started cussing real loud he was having a seizure so his oh, mother that's what it sounded like. Yeah. curse real loud when you have a seizure. I don't know. You ever <laughs> seen someone have a seizure? It's scary as fuck. Oh yeah. So yeah. Tell the scary. story of in high school there was like a half retarded girl in the locker next to me. Oh and you're asking me to talk. I feel like I told the story on No, you've never it. told me about retarded. One day she went and I saw her and she walked up and I get my locker and I close the door and she's not there. And I turn and I look and she's on the ground having a seizure. And then I just look at it and I look at di- it. You well, put people dick- were running at her. So you I put just your dick in her no. mouth and it was awesome. No, no. and I left. Man, All right. Let other people stories. deal with that. You, <laughs> yeah, this guy. I mean, there were people there that saw her. Oh, so she didn't die? Like the teachers. Yeah. This guy in the so Navy, he's a mechanic, but we all like lived in the same area. He was pretty wild and we're just um, playing video games and some sort of light set him off and he just started like seizing up and. I guess that's not the first time it's happened to him, and it was pretty scary, though. They got teabagged? Well, you know, you got to do that. <laughs> Somehow he got teabagged. <laughs> I ain't putting I ain't putting my nuts in a seating oh, guy. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, they, they <laughs> bite the down. <laughs> Worth it. Nope. So his mother tried to take him to the doctor, but he didn't want to go. And it's because, I mean, his dad was the only person... Their family is very hard, hard-headed. His dad was the only person that could that tell him really what to do. really get concussed real easy. Soft, soft head. <laughs> another one. You got a soft brain. So when another seizure happened the next day, his mom immediately Ooh. took him to the doctor who diagnosed him with grandma seizures after getting hit in the head so many times. He said it could be help with medication, but he'd probably That's grow nice. out of it. So <laughs> it's okay. So Ruth would notice how sometimes Richie would stare off into space, sometimes as long as 15 minutes. And these are called petty mall seizures. During this time, Richie would say he saw horrific visions, including monsters. Then they would disappear when the seizure stopped. It was waved off as just little kid's imagination. But he was seeing fucking monsters when he was having seizures. That's a little fucked up. Yeah. And this would happen one or two dozen times a month. Later, doctors would diagnose him with a temporal lobe epilepsy. And this can cause behavioral changes. The way people act between seizures affected by the seizures. Commonly... It causes hyperactive sex drive and tendency towards extreme religiosity. Isn't that a regular thing? Like, um, I know they all get concussed, but it's a temporal lobe, right? And they, mm-hmm. it sounded really familiar. Yeah, most, a lot of serial killers have that. Is that uh, the clown guy? 
John Gacy, yeah, he yeah, had yeah. a he got hit so, in the head, and then also he got hit with a swing set too. So swing sets were very dangerous back oh, in the day. That's super good. I just got one. Hopefully, it's not made of metal or wood. Nah, it's yeah, rubber. <laughs> a little bit of wood. No, the swings are made not of rubber. The seat. Oh, it only got worse as he got older. So Ramirez was a loner. He didn't have any friends. He liked to keep to himself. And he starts hanging out in cemeteries and smoking weed, trying to get away from his dad. And he's not five years old anymore. He's, this <laughs> well, is he's, like, he's like 10. I heard a story that his dad had like a fit of rage and he tied him to a cross in the cemetery. And that's when he started hanging out in the cemeteries to get away from his dad. He's like, I kind of like this. Well, I mean, maybe it was just a good place to get away from his dad. At the age of 12, he starts huffing glue, which, of course, doesn't help anything. Surprisingly, Ramirez played football in middle school. It was a way for him and his dad to relate to each other, and his dad was really proud of him. But Richie had a seizure while he was playing, and the coach cut him because he didn't want the liability. Mm -hmm. And this devastated Richie because he finally had a connection with his dad, and it was taken away through no fault of his own. Like, if somebody has a seizure, wouldn't, like, the defense open up? No, you just tackle the shit out of him. Ouch. (laughs) There was no, none of those, uh, um, uh, foul, what do you call it? Not a foul, but you're roughing the passer. Yeah. You just tackle the, everybody dog piles on him. So at 13, Ramirez starts hanging out with his older cousin, Miguel, who everybody called Mike, who just got back from the war in Vietnam. He had 29 confirmed kills, but the real number was way higher. This guy was a, what did you say? How many? 29 confirmed. Wow. Way higher than that. He was I, a Green Beret. Damn, I didn't know that. I, good for him. Um, He would cut off women's heads. Okay, never shrink, mind. <laughs> shrink them. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how the fuck you do that either. You just watch Beetlejuice. You're not dead. <laughs> <laughs> that was a magic. It was though. already there. Yeah. He was he just would, in the waiting room. He would shrink them and use them as pillows. This guy kind of reminds me of Dolph Lundgren and Universal yeah. Soldier. Yeah, and he yeah. had the ear necklace. Yeah. it's yeah. <laughs> a good one. Yeah. It's Van Damme. Oh, yes. Oh, Jared asked me this week who Fuck my favorite guy. martial artist was. Bruce Lee. Of course. Chuck Norris. Yes. He said it's not Chuck Norris. I was like, no, it's no. Bruce Lee. Van Damme's the second one. He thought Bruce Lee was in Enter the Dragon. I mean, Chuck Norris was in Enter the Dragon. Which one's he in? Stupid. He's Return in a lot dragon. of movies, but yeah. <laughs> well, I meant the one with Bruce Lee. I would love to see it. I haven't seen a single Chuck Norris movie solo. They're not very good. It doesn't look very good. Sidekicks? Oh, that's oh, later. Oh, that's good. I haven't from, really seen any of the old Chuck Norris from, movies. Me neither. From Walker <clears throat> on is good Chuck Norris. I did like, grandma. Uh, me and our grandma like Walker. We watched the hell out of that. I think we did. Me and, I think we did too, me and my grandma. Cordell. That was good black sidekick oh yeah he was yeah the is that the reading rainbow guy no oh different black guy <laughs> they look he's a wayans right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he looks really similar so mike liked to show his younger cousin pictures of women he molested tortured and murdered ramirez later admitted in interviews to having been aroused by these photos um he would masturbate to the thoughts of these uh torturing Lady pictures Ooh. that his cousin had. Uh, it affected him later in life in that he had to Im- imagine being violent to women and then mix violence with sex to be fully satisfied. I mean, the kid's 13. He's just started going through... Hell of a desensitization. Through his... Uh, puberty? Puberty. <laughs> <laughs> he just started going through puberty and he's his older cousin is showing him, 
yeah, I used to torture and fuck these chicks. That's a badass. Yeah. Shit, that's a big old jump from like, look at these titties. Like, look at these. Look at these titties. Ooh, chopped I, I off cut titties. them off and <laughs> I ate them. Yeah, I was like, oh. So Mike also teaches his little cousin things he learned in the army from the war called war tactics. Killing people using stealth, ambushing while staying well hidden. He said that you feel godlike through murder. But Richie had been raised a devout Catholic. So if God looks down on him for these things that he likes, he thought maybe Satan wouldn't. So around this time, he got really into Satanism. At 13 years old, Ramirez sees Mike kill his wife right in front of him with a shot to her face, killing her instantly. I think the story goes that, so him and Mike are hanging out in his apartment. Uh, Richie goes in the fridge and he finds a gun in there, a 38, I believe it was. A refrigerator? Yeah, in the refrigerator. And uh, he goes up to Mike. He's like, dude, you know you got a gun in there, right? He's like, yeah, I keep it cold in case I want to use it. And then his wife comes home, and she's bitching because Mike never wanted to get a job. Women. Yeah, like women do. (laughs) So he never wanted to get a job. He was like, I'll get a job when I feel like it. But she wanted to be married to a guy. I think they had like two kids or something. She wanted a man around the house. Somebody with a job. But So she starts bitching. She comes home. She's like... Oh, you're hanging out with your fucking little kid cousin again? And he's like, all right. Goes <laughs> to the fridge, takes out the gun, and blasts her right in the face. Mike was found not guilty for the murder of his wife, Jessica, by pleading insanity due to his PTSD from the war. He was sent to Texas State Mental Hospital for several years. I heard something about Richie and his dad having to go to Mike's apartment after she was killed to get something from Jesse's purse. Now, his parents didn't know that he witnessed the murder. He started getting hard. (laughs) So the body had been taken away, but the apartment hadn't been cleaned up or anything. So it still got blood and everything in there. And Richie's looking through a purse. He said he got like a weird tingling feeling as he's looking through her things as like, this chick, I know this chick, she's dead, but I'm looking through her things and I can do whatever I want now. So something to think about for later, I guess. It's a weird thing for a kid to see and to feel. From a dead person. After the shooting, Ramirez became more withdrawn and secluded. Then he was sent to live with his sister Ruth and her husband, Roberto. Roberto and Ramirez got along pretty well. Roberto, known around the neighborhood to be a peeping Tom, would take Ramirez on his peeping exploits. Goddamn, all of his fucking This guy's made, made to be a serial up. killer. Maybe <laughs> it would have been okay if he wasn't fucked up from all the head injuries and stuff, but... Still, they're pretty much making somebody to kill people. It'd be it's all like, right. I'm going to train you to murder. I'm yeah. going to train you to peep. Mm-hmm. That'd be all right. <laughs> I don't know. So in 1977, Mike was released from the mental hospital, being cured of his PTSD. Mike, Roberto, and Ramirez like to go peep at women or cat call to women down the street. And now Ramirez is 13. He starts getting into acid uh, regularly, and he drinks with his cousin and brother-in-law. They're also in a breaking. They're also in a breaking in and stealing from houses. Kind of goes with the territory of what they're teaching him. So Ramirez goes on a trip to see his brother Ruben in Los Angeles. Ruben, as we know, is also in a burglary. Still, I think him and his girlfriend wife are at the time are really into thievery and heroin. Not a good place for a kid to be in. Um, he teaches his younger brother how to break into houses, rob them, and get out without being arrested. Ruben also introduces Ramirez into 70s porn, which I hear was getting pretty big at the time. Big bushes. 
very big bushes. Uh, Ramirez goes back to El Paso. He enrolls in high school, but he doesn't do very well. The kids that knew Richie as funny and sweet noticed that he was very withdrawn, heavily into drugs in high school. He becomes known as Dedos, or Fingers, Richie Rabon, which is Richie the Robber. Oh, it sounded pretty good. And Five Finger Richie, because he's robbing his peers and everybody in the neighborhood. Ramirez is having sex with ladies of the night this time, way ahead of his time. Hookahs. Hookahs. The Ramirez family also likes to go hunting. He would go hunting with his family, but he also liked hunting by himself. He liked to do drugs, go out. And sneak up on animals and kill them with a hunting knife, disemboweling them. He got really good at that. And then, of course, he gets into Satanism and he preaches about it and he's really into it. I I want this drink and another one. So Mira's got a job at the Holiday Inn. At 15 years old, he ends up getting fired because he uses a key card that I, I think he got from like a disgruntled employee that got fired. Oh. Ends up giving Ramirez his key card. He's wasn't his job. He shouldn't have had this card. So he uses it to enter a woman's room. He tries to sexually assault her, but he's stopped by the husband who enters the room and beats the shit out of Ramirez. I think he was out getting food, comes back, some little shit's trying to fuck his woman. Can't have that. So no charges were filed because they're from out of town and they wouldn't they didn't want any part of coming back for a trial or anything. So and then the husband thought that he learned his lesson because he did. I think he beat him unconscious. Richie saw it as I did this horrible thing and got away with it. Satan must be looking out for me. <laughs> got away with it. Scot free. Yeah. So Ramirez ends up moving to Los Angeles and he spends his time on Skid Row. And that's a well-known part of town for drugs and crime. It's really bad. A lot of homelessness there. Really bad part of town. Ramirez, his occupation is burglary. He loves to steal. He's using the things that his brother-in-law and cousin taught him. He was, I think he was actually a very good thief, which we know a lot of serial killers are thieves, but they're never really good at it. I think he was actually pretty good. That sounds right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was about to say an example. But his first known murder, the authorities didn't even know about till it was tr- tied to him through DNA evidence in 2009. Serial killers, they try to work, like get a regular job, and they just can't do it. It's probably like burglary. They have no skills. Yeah. He ended up killing a nine-year-old girl named Mai Ling. He lured her into the basement of his apartment building in San Francisco. He beat, raped, and strangled her with her own blouse and hung her from a pipe. So he got a taste for murder, and this is where Richard Ramirez would start his murder adventure. All right, guys, I think we're going to end this episode right here. Um, I just, I really want you to get a good feel for what his childhood was like, and I think from that you can see where his life is going to take him. We just ended with his first killing that I don't think was even discovered that was him till about 2009. Yeah, so we'll be back next week with the second part of Richard Ramirez. Please remember to like us and share us on Facebook um, and Instagram. Anywhere you listen to us, please, if you don't mind, if you like the show, please give us five stars. If you leave a review, we'll shout you out on the air. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the Beer Canspiracy Show. Mm-hmm.